Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. We welcome you to another installment of the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. I'm WSBT Radio Sports Director Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with us on this Saturday morning. We've actually seen a little sunshine the last couple of days. Let's keep the rain away. Enough is enough. We are joined by Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn and Signal Point. He joins us on the phone this morning. Tim, how are you? Uh, great, Darren. How are you? Doing okay, thank you. I know I've spent a lot of time at Four Winds Field. They have an unbelievable state-of-the-art drainage system. And finally, I think on Thursday, the field had had enough. The outfield wasn't accepting the water a whole lot. Hopefully, Blackthorn right now has you know, been able to soak in all that water because, boy, it has taken in a lot recently. Well, I'll tell you, I've been there for 25 years, and, and Blackthorn definitely drains uh uh, as well, if not better than any golf course in 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 the area, and um, I've never seen so much water. Mm. So I can't imagine what uh, some of these other places uh, around town might look like. And but I know poor uh, John Quicksand, our superintendent, trying to get this golf course ready for uh, you know the LPGA Symmetra Tour uh, next week. And this poor guy, I don't think, has slept much uh, in the last <laughs> week or so, trying to keep up with the mowing and everything. So. Um, but yeah, it's wet, no doubt about it, but the sun's shining and uh, it'll drain Good. quickly and we'll be ready for the tournament next week. Good news. John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course, our co-host, is idle today. He's got a little U.S. Senior Open preparation to take care of on this Saturday morning. So we have a special guest co-host and it is Matt Seelan, who knows a lot about water on golf courses because he is the superintendent at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. And they are just a few weeks away from hosting the U.S. Senior Open, June 27th through the 30th. Matt, welcome to the program. Great to see you. How are you this morning? I'm excellent. Thank you, Darren. Um, Pleasure to be with you guys today. So how's the water been at Warren with all this rain? Uh, It's interesting. Um, So (laughs) as of of Thursday morning, we had eight and a half inches for the month of May. And I know your meteorologist here at WSBT would uh, be willing to tell you that our average is somewhere around four inches, typically. So <laughs> d- double double uh, what we normally get, and it's been a lot of additional work. There's no doubt about it. Um, what we find the most difficult is just trying to keep up with the routine maintenance while doing preparations mm. for a championship. And I know that John Quickstad's probably in the same exact boat right now. Um, keeping up is difficult enough. Um, then you're trying to make any kind of preparations for anything with with this sort of rain. Um, and then these events, um, whether it's rain or not, it's just the fact that nothing's going to soak in when you get to that quantity. Well, Matt, we have a ton of questions for you coming up. What it's been like to work with the USGA, how long this process has been getting set for the U.S. Senior Open, and what we should expect. So we have a lot of questions we'll get to coming up in just a little bit on the Premier Golf Show here on WSBT Radio, the premier Corona Golf Show. Tim, you've got your golf tournament next week, so let's focus in on what golf fans in our area should expect at Blackthorn next week. Let's get this out there. When will the course be closed to the public? 
We close uh, Sunday evening around 3 p.m., um, and then we'll be closed uh, all the way until uh, Monday the 10th. We'll open back up. So we'll be closed all week long uh, next week. Okay, in terms of spectators, can they come out for practice leading up to the opening round on Friday? No, the first time the golf course will be open to the public will be on Friday at 7.30 a.m. when the first uh, times go out for the day. Um, We have so much going on during tournament week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Any extra traffic around there uh, (laughs) is not advisable. We've got, uh, this year, we've got, uh, we're up to five different pro-ams. Wow. So we are utilizing that golf course all week long um, leading up to the tournament play. So, um, we, uh, we've got an action packed week of adventures. That's for sure. Everything from pro-ams to, um, a ladies, uh, golf clinic to, uh, my favorite event, the, uh, grapes on the green, where you can basically go around the entire golf course, not have to hit a shot. You can drink on every other hole. So it's a perfect run <laughs> for golf. That is a wonderful concept. That that's a really really yeah. good idea. So the ladies golf clinic, can people still sign up for that? When is it? Yes, Wednesday evening from five to seven. We'll have ten to twelve LPGA Symmetra Tour players there. It's really a cool event. We do a little Q and A uh, session with them, so ladies can ask the players, you know, questions, and then we. Um, do some instruction, short game, putting, long game, and have wine, and we have some live music, and really a fun event. Um, and yes, you can sign up online, $40 uh, for, the, for the session. Um, you can sign up at uh, blackthorngolf.com for that event, purchase your tickets online, and yes, there are still tickets available for that event. And Grapes on the Green, when will that take place? That's Thursday night, 5 o'clock, and those tickets are going like hotcakes. Um, so, um, I would advise as soon as possible, um, um, again, blackthorngolf.com to get your, uh, tickets for that event. Cause uh, that will be sold out here shortly. When you're having a bad day on the golf course, the score isn't very good. Having wine at the end of every hole is not a bad idea. Yeah. And then the other holes you get food from local <laughs> restaurants. So, I mean, it's like perfect. You eat, then you drink, then you eat, then you drink and you're, you know, out looking at the deer and driving the carts. And, um, it's a good thing we have the GPS on the carts. If you go off the path, we turn your cart off so we can control any drunken driving of golf carts. Oh, so we, we, we've got a good liability insurance there in place, too. So, yeah, that available that, that event is a, a very popular and will um, um, be sold out momentarily. Sure. We're talking about the Four Winds Invitational at Blackthorn next weekend, the Symmetra Tour event. So tournament action on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Talk about tickets and parking for those three rounds. Well, thanks to Martin Supermarkets. Uh, admission is free all weekend long. We start play 7.30 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday, final rounds start at 9 a.m. Uh, parking you can park just east of the golf course, uh, Moreau Court, uh, where the soccer fields there are, Nymphs Parkway, you'll see signage. Um, you can park there. When the the uh, main entrance to the tournament is actually on our 13th hole, where the barn is. That's mm-hmm. kind of the main entrance there for spectators. Um, and uh, yeah, we encourage everybody to come out. You know, Sunday we've got family day, free hot dogs and ice cream for kids, uh, starting at 11 o'clock with games and face painting and all kinds of fun stuff going on there. 
Um, so great, you know, affordable way to come out uh, and do something maybe unique and different with your family. Um, and what kid doesn't want free hot dogs and ice cream? So what adults? Um, come on out and check. That's, that's a good point. I usually <laughs> hang out there in that area uh, during the week. So um, yeah, we're excited. We got a, just got the uh, first list of the players that are playing next week. Got a great field. Again, over 30 different countries represented with young mm. ladies all over the world coming to South Bend. So it's kind of cool to see. A um, couple of great sponsor exemptions. We got Alexa Pano, uh, one of the top, if not the top, uh, young lady player uh, in the United States out of Florida. Um, and then we've got a Polkagan uh, citizen, Potawatomi Polkagan citizen, uh, Paige Warren and surname playing as a sponsor exemption. So that's really cool to see how uh, the tribe has supported this event for eight years and not one of their own uh, actually is able to play um, in this event. Tim, I know we're going to talk to Matt about this working with the USGA, but with Blackthorn Golf Club <laughs> teaming up with the Symmetra Tour for this event, do they set how the golf course is going to be played? Do you guys have a say in, hey, this is how we've done it in the past? How is that relationship? No, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, similar to what we'll get into with Matt here in a little bit. Um, you know, our superintendent, John, works with their course setup team, but the course setup is entirely up to them. Um, they give us kind of the parameters of what they want the green speeds to be and where they want the rough links to be. And then after that, they'll set the whole location, even for – practice rounds and for the pro-ams, uh, believe it or not. So um, they pretty much take over uh, the entire setup of the golf course. In terms of purse, what are we looking at for the Four Winds Invitational? $150,000 purse. Um, $22,500 goes to our winner. Um, so uh, it's, it's amazing to see the Symmetra Tour and, and the success that that's had over the eight years that since we started. We were the largest purse uh, on tour when we started in 2012 or 11. And uh, now last week um, they had an event with the purse uh, was almost $400,000. So they have really stepped it up and gotten a lot more support, um, which is great for these young players uh, to to make uh, some more money and, um, live their lifelong dream of playing on the LPGA Tour. And, Tim, it's fair to say if you win the Four Winds Invitational, history says you make the LPGA Tour the following year due to the amount of money that you make on the Symmetra Tour. Well, that was true at one time, and now we're seeing not so much because these other purses have grown. But we've been fortunate. Every one of our winners has gone on to get yep. their LPGA uh, card. So uh, that's kind of a, a neat experience as well to kind of see some of these winners go on and see their names pop up on the leaderboard on Sundays. And obviously our most popular champion, Brooke Henderson, um, mm. you know, seems to be on that leaderboard every weekend. So she's made a great career for herself, and we are glad to be a part of that. No question. Well, Symmetra Tour back at Blackthorn next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the competition. Tim told you about the Ladies Golf Clinic on Wednesday, Grapes on a green on the green on Thursday. And once again, Tim, where can people sign up or learn more about this particular week of golf out at Blackthorn? Well, fourwindsimitational.com will give you all the information that you'll need from parking to tickets, to, um, all that information. So Four Winds Invitational. Tim, good luck and hopefully wonderful weather. You guys deserve it out there at Blackthorn, that's for sure. 
Let's pray. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> That's right. Tim Firestone, Matt Seelan, Darren Pritchett with you on the Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier. When we come back, we're going to talk to Matt about working with the USGA and getting set for the U.S. Senior Open, which will be here in just a couple of weeks at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. That's coming up next on the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. This is the Corona Premier Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader on this Saturday morning. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club and Signal Point in Niles, Michigan. John Foster from Warren on assignment this morning in his place. Superintendent at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, Matt Seelan. And we're going to pepper Matt with questions about the USGA and getting ready for the U.S. Senior Open because I think we're all curious what it's been like to try to get this terrific golf course ready for the ultimate challenge, a USGA event. Matt, when you think back, when was the first time you had a meeting about the U.S. Senior Open, even possibly coming to Notre Dame? Because we want to put it into perspective. This is a week's worth of golf that's coming to Warren, but the preparation goes back many, many moons. Absolutely. So... My initial conversations begun five years ago about the possibility of holding yet another USGA event. At the time, and John can tell the story probably a little bit better than me, at the time there was an engagement between John and uh, a fellow by the name of Joe Lewigs, who is a senior rules official for the USGA and will definitely be on site during the championship, about what would be next for the Warren Golf Course post having hosted the Women's Amateur Public Links Mm -hmm. in 2010. So that was the first time I remember anything actually happening. And that kind of led into a visit from the USGA after a, a, an official inquiry was made on uh, their interest level in coming back and doing something with us. And that initial visit um, where they actually walked the golf course and we started having deeper conversations, my best uh, memory would probably be three years ago. Okay. So um, that process has been ongoing for a long time. What was your initial reaction? Uh, excitement, for sure. Um, John and I have been together now for um, just over 15 years that I've been at Warren. And early on, we kind of uh, together uh, had a game plan of wanting to do more. And what I mean by that is more than just hosting daily play events. Um, obviously, we wanted to promote the golf course. Um, help with the college teams um, by getting some exposure for the facility. And it was easy early on because we were already set up to host some Big East championships. And then after the Big East days were done and over with, then we started kind of heading down the road of the NCAA regional events, which I think we've hosted now as of next year. We have another one coming. I believe it'll be our fourth or maybe even our fifth. So, and then it just kind of turned into the USGA. So it's been kind of, uh, you know, like adding blocks. And uh, we're at probably the pinnacle right now. Hmm. Well, I know the USGA, it is a popular conversation amongst fans and golfers about the setup of the golf courses, mainly the U.S. Open. U.S. Senior Open, there has not been as much fanfare about the setup. So we'll keep that conversation maybe for later. I'm just wondering, Matt, when you start working with the USGA years in advance of the U.S. Senior Open coming to Warren Golf Course, is one of the initial conversations they look at the golf course and they start thinking about making changes that might make it better? 
Yeah, so the initial walk through the property, the, all the focus is on the, on the golf course itself. Um, the outside the rope operations, that comes along after they've decided if the property will fit to host a major championship. So um, we got our greatest compliment from then uh, director, um, Jeff Hall was his name. He since uh, has moved on inside the USGA. He's moved on and up. And um, we have another person in place now. But Jeff, uh, on his initial visit walking around, paid us the compliment that they would tee the ball or tee the uh, ball up just the way it is, play the golf course just the way it is without making any significant changes. However, um, there was a possibility that there might be some small things recommended. But uh, they were never demanding on making anything major happen. Um, we took the opportunity to make some changes that would be beneficial to both our daily fee play and then also the championship um, after the contract was signed with the USGA. Just getting into maybe a thought or two on changes. With the changes, they've been in place now for probably over a year. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, some of the stuff um, is just kind of coming into maturity now. But uh, the majority of the changes have been in place for a good year and a half. I'm wondering, Matt, once these changes were put in place, is there one in particular, once you saw it, and you thought to yourself, you know what, this makes the golf course better not only for the U.S. Senior Open but also for our local golfers. Yeah, absolutely. It would, it would definitely be the expansion of the fairways in the landing areas. Um, we, uh, what the attempt is with the USGA and their recommendation on this, which Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw obviously agreed to, was to increase some of the landing areas specifically around the fairway bunkers. Because it's USGA's interest to try to drive the golf course down. Now any shot that lands anywhere in close proximity on the fairway that's good and firm is going to find its way into the bunker. Now on a daily fee um, situation, we're not going to keep the golf course nearly as firm as what you would for a championship. And now you just increase the area you know, for them to land a golf ball. So it definitely becomes more enjoyable and gives them more space on the property. Hmm. Matt, I, I'm curious... Um as far as firming up the fairways, have you guys been on a top dressing program on the fairways, or what have you done to firm up the fairways? Yeah, excellent, Tim. Um, I don't know if you've been out to the property in some time, but over the last two years, we've been on a, a very aggressive top dressing program on fairways, and we've had the greatest buy-in from our regular players and then also the pro shop staff and the assistance that um, there's going to be some times that we're going to impact play, uh, but the reality is it's all beneficial for the long term. And what we've, uh, what we've built, been able to build up over the last two years is just slightly over an inch of top dressing sand. And we're talking wall to wall, all the way across the fairway, not just landing areas. And it's so important because of the consistency we have now in the fairways, Tim. The golf course was originally built, um, on property that was kind of being reclaimed, so to speak. Um, and it had a lot of different kind of hodgepodge of, uh, soil types. So we didn't have a lot of consistency. On one hole, you might get 30 yards of roll. The next hole, the ball might literally back up. And uh, right. with the top dressing program in place, it's significant how consistent they are. Um, it helps with my water management. And I'm telling you, if you play on a regular basis out there, chances are you're going to get easily 15 yards of roll off a tee shot. Yeah, I don't think, to your point, that the local golfer, I mean, gets, really knows or experiences that. I, I don't think there's a local course in our market that really is on any type of a top dressing on the fairway program but it's when you play a golf course that does you can definitely notice the difference between 
the firm fast fairways compared to what what you typically see on a daily basis. And it's you know a lot of times it could be more enjoyable to play. You're getting hit the ball ball further and seeing it kind of tumble and and run out 20, 30 yards rather than just hitting his plug and spinning it back. But yeah. Also curious as far as the course preparations go, and, and as you guys are getting ramped up here, um, when when will you guys shut down? I know that the USGA has got some restrictions on that. When will you guys close, and when will you open back up? Well, it's interesting. It sounds like your closure and our closure are going to work out beautifully for one another. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was kind of why I was asking the question. I think that <laughs> you did that. You did that beautifully. You led in perfectly <laughs> on that. So um, to give you the exact dates, uh, I'm going to pull it up here. The exact dates are so we're done with public play as of the 9th of June. We are going okay. to go to um, walking only on the 4th of June. So it's right around the corner here. We're going to go to walking only. Wow. So we're going to remove the carts for a period of time. Obviously, turf health uh, being the main reason for that, especially with all the rain that we've had, Tim, as you well know out there at Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult on a property like ours where we do not have uh, cart paths for around the entire golf course. Mm-hmm. So remove, mm-hmm. removing the carts is going to help us cut down on the traffic a little bit, uh, maybe let some of those wear areas around cart pass thicken up a little bit. And then, um, and then we'll go to closing the golf course. Uh, like I said, the 9th, I believe, is the last day that the golf course will be open in any capacity. And then after that, we're gonna have a, we have a bit of a time frame where we are technically closed to all play. Um, I understand that we may see an occasional practice round being played, but really, the right. majority of the practice rounds are going to be in advance week or prep week, uh, which is the week before the championship. Corona Premier gotcha. Golf Show on WSBT Radio. Matt Seeland, superintendent at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett with you on this Saturday morning, talking about Matt working with the USGA, getting his golf course ready for the U.S. Senior Open. When you think about the changes from this standpoint, was there one change that the USGA went ahead and, and did to the golf course that surprised you that they wanted to do it. And again, once you saw it, it's like, wow, that really works well. No, you know, everything was, everything was always communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, we always had a team atmosphere on the buy-in, whether it was the architects or the USGA or um, even suggestions that I made. Mm-hmm. And so we all worked together on it. So there was nothing that really surprised me. I guess the one thing that um, could be surprising to others is I made a recommendation early on to expand what's, what's going to be our championship number two green. And expanding a green is a lot of work and a very difficult assignment when you're trying to expand it without um, basically rebuilding the entire green. So you're just going to add a section to it. <clears throat> it's almost impossible to get the thing to line up to where it uh, matches up well with the existing putting surface. And I was kind of surprised that they bought into my abilities to do it. Um, obviously, they didn't have a lot of experience with me, but with the support from Ben, or ben Crenshaw and Bill Core, um, they went ahead with it, and you know what? It's been very successful. Um, if, you've, if you've not experienced it in the, out on the golf course, it was our 17th hole, which will be now be played as our championship number two. The back left uh, section of that green, it's a par five, and I had always had an issue with it being such a small green mm-hmm. in receiving wedge shots and the kind of wear and tear that it would take. So we expanded it almost a quarter. 
and giving us probably another additional three to four hole locations. I know for sure there's going to be at least one utilized during the championship in that area. So, and that was only a year and a half ago. And that, that surface is right now being mowed at the same as the rest of the putting green. You can't really not tell. Congratulations. That's, that's quite a challenge to take on right before national championship comes to your golf course. So, again, that's number 17 as we played it at Warren, and that'll be championship number two, which leads to this question that many in the public probably are wondering about. It is the rerouting of holes. What is the major reason why the golf course will not play the way that we normally play it? Uh, it's the flow of traffic, really. So our 16th, 17th, and 18th, as Warren had always been played, would have been really difficult to get um, people out on. And obviously you want to build the excitement on the uh, back nine. And that would have been a difficult uh, to move people from point A to point B without having a, a lot of issues. So had it not been you know, where it was on the golf course, didn't, had it not needed to utilize bridges, I'm sure we probably wouldn't have looked at going down that route. So the current, the best part about the way that uh, the golf course is now laid out from the championship is you're finishing with a par 3, a par 5, and an extremely challenging par 4. And I think it's going to build all the drama that they want having uh, the new setup. Tim, go ahead. Well, I'm curious. Uh, you know, a lot of our hardcore golf fanatics that uh, listen to this show, <laughs> all four of them, um, <laughs> there were some stories that, Thank you for the support, guys. The player relations with the USGA, and um, you know there was some uh, an incident with Justin Thomas uh, earlier this year, um, where they had a kind of a feud uh, on social media. I know they hired Jason Gore, a uh, former tour player, to kind of be the player relation to try to help kind of mend this rift between the PGA Tour players. I'm curious if you've sensed any of that or if you've seen any of that on the senior side of the USGA and the Senior Open. Well, there's no doubt that they actually care how um, they're being viewed. Uh, One of the things I noticed in my experience with them, and again, I can only uh, speak to my experience, is that uh, they put a lot of interest into what's going on, how they're being viewed social media-wise, and then they also want to make sure that they provide the maximum experience for the players. So was that the way it used to be 10 years ago? I don't know. Um, their their focus now is definitely to provide a challenging um, competition to them, but at the same time make sure that they leave with a good impression. At least that's what mm-hmm. I'm getting from the director that I'm working with. Um, it's a conscious uh, decision. Everything that we do, um, we're thinking about how is it going to impact the championship, how is it going to impact the flow of things, and then uh, you know, how, are the, how will they be perceived um, with that. And you know what, Tim? I was, out in, uh, I was out at Broadmoor last year, and just to show you a little difference of the changing of the guard in the USGA, years ago, and even at the U.S. Open last year, we'll talk frankly, they let the greens go a little bit too much. You know, I remember the issue, mm-hmm. that they, issue that they had back in Oklahoma, and I don't remember what year that was, probably 10, 12 years ago. Um, and they literally told players previous to the championship starting at the Broadmoor that they were in a very arid climate with the likelihood that they could lose water really quickly, greens could get hard very quickly, could gain a lot of speed during the day that they would interrupt play to water greens. I don't know that that would have happened 10 years ago. And we talked, um, we have talked during the setup 
our process of the championship that as a superintendent, you know the property better than anybody else does. And if you feel at any given point in time that we're getting out of hand or the golf course is getting away from us, you're allowed to speak up, speak your mind, because everybody wants to make sure that once the championship is over with, um, we're left in a good light also, right? We don't want to hurt mm-hmm. our That's reputation. Good. And they don't want yep. to hurt their reputation. So they know that we have to conduct business the week following the championship, and they don't want to interfere with that. That's good to know. So your relationship with the USGA has been outstanding. It really has. I, you know, I couldn't ask anymore. Um, the senior director that I've been working with, Ben Kimball, um, Ben's been my guy for the last two, probably two-plus years. The relationship that we've built and the trust that I have that I believe he believes in me, um, is going to go a long way during the championship, no doubt about it. And that's you know it's in their best interest to do that because they want to they want to gain my full support also. So that way, when these tough decisions are made, um, they know that I have the championship's best interest in mind just as much as I do the golf course. But they've been so supportive of anything that I've wanted to do, and to have a reasonable conversation with them and provide them some sort of um, idea of what I'm thinking, they often will will agree with me Rare, rarely do we have any kind of well let's good. talk this over you know maybe we can do it a different way so they're very very supportive good group of guys all right tim and i have a few more oh. questions for matt we'll do that after we take a quick time out matt sealand tim firestone darren pritchett with you the corona premier golf show on wsbt Welcome back to the Corona Premier Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. I'm Darren Pritchett, John Foster on assignment today. Matt Seelan, the superintendent at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn and Signal Point. We're working together bringing you this installment of the Corona Premier Golf Show. And right now we're in the midst of talking about the U.S. Senior Open coming to Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Yeah, so, Matt, I had a question. I know that even for our Symmetra Tour event, uh, John gets a lot of support from local superintendents and vendors. and um, I'm just curious, and I know obviously with being such a, a, a large championship, walk us through kind of that behind-the-scenes stuff of operationally. What what does that look like, and how have you assembled your team for, for preparation? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. It's uh, It's been an interesting pursuit over the last couple of years. So I have uh, volunteered myself at the U.S. Senior Open three out of the last four. And in that process, I've learned a few tricks, and I've also witnessed a few things that I don't want to repeat. Um, and one of, the, one, of, one of the things that I noticed early on was um, how important the support from the local um, associations, golf course superintendents associations, your vendors, your major manufacturers, all of these relationships are extremely important when you're hosting something that might be out of your typical size. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of the other locations that have hosted the U.S. Senior Open are in very big areas, very large budget clubs. Um, in like the case of the Broadmoor, they actually have two golf courses. And it's easy for them to then take um, and utilize all of their equipment on one golf course for a week without needing any assistance from anyone. Well, we don't really fall into that category. And uh, what I had to do early on was determine, determine what we actually needed um, what we're going to try to get accomplished for the week, and then put a dollar figure on that. And um, what I did was I went to all of my major manufacturers and asked them for some financial support for the championship. And what that support would then go towards would be 
um, volunteer um, apparel, which would be all the uniforms and clothing that they would be provided. Um, it would be their meals. It would be their housing in some cases. Um, and then it's the actual operational cost of, you know, the tent itself that we're going to put up to support everything because I don't have a facility big enough to have a bunch of volunteers. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, I had to go to our major equipment manufacturer who the university actually has a contract with um, for some support, and they have been absolutely terrific. And they are coming to the plate with, if I had to buy all this equipment, guys, I mean, we're talking about probably three-quarters of a million dollars. Oof. And they're loaning it to us for a time frame of two weeks. So that way we have absolutely everything that we need in place so there won't be any limitations when it comes to equipment. Wow. So it, it, that part is terrific. And then I had to go about the, uh, the route of securing volunteers. So I've been on kind of uh, on the streak of trying to uh, get guys for probably about two, uh, two years now. Um, the initial group of people that I made contact with would have been my local association, which uh, John Quickstad is a member of. And uh, John, John actually was one of our first volunteers to sign up, by the way, which I think is great. So, great. so, so thanks for letting him do that, Tim. <laughs> so, so, so the greens won't be mowed at Blackthorn, but that's good. I'm glad <laughs> no, Tim, I'm going to take over for him. He asked me to. No worries. What could go wrong? <laughs> so so during, during that process, you know, I met with all of our uh, local superintendents in our association, and I've given a couple of different uh, speeches where I kind of outlined what the process was going to be, what the schedule might look like, um, all of the perks and benefits of being a volunteer and all the things that we were going to support them with. Um, and then it kind of progressed from there. And then I started um, kind of going to some of my regional friends. I've been in this business in some capacity for 28 years, and you meet a lot of people. One thing you know, Tim, very well is this industry is quite small. Yeah. And um, you meet a lot of people and you track a lot of people down. And consequently, I've been able to uh, put together a volunteer core of just over 50. So I think we're at 54 right now. And uh, with those 54, I have three countries represented and five states represented. So that's great. That's what it takes to put on a major championship. Now, I'm not going to expect all of those 50 people to be there at the same time. But um, sporadically throughout the week, all of them will work a minimum of three shifts. Mm. And some people are, you know, willing to dedicate as much as the entire week, even eight days in some cases. So these people are coming from near and far. And without them, we literally could not run the championship. We could not perform the tasks that the USGA wants us to with our daily labor force. Mm. It, it just wouldn't right. happen. We wouldn't be able to do it. So it's, it's been great. It's been a very long process. It's still very demanding. Um, there's a lot of things I'm doing on a daily basis before I came to meet with you guys today. Um, I was in the process of writing emails and working out the hotel room situation with some of the volunteers that I'm working with. So not only am I prepping a golf course for a national championship, I'm working on things behind the scenes that are going to make us successful. Hmm. We've got about four minutes left in this segment. I want to make sure I get to this. I know there's only so much you can say, so I'll just ask the question, Matt, you take it where you can go, but... What should we expect course setup for the U.S. Senior Open? Okay, so we, um, we have basically built a playbook, uh, myself and the, uh, the tournament director. And what, uh, what we'll do with that playbook is we'll use that as our guideline. And inside that playbook is going to list things like rough height, green speeds, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about direction in which we mow fairways, which is something people would never expect. 
Um, and I'll share this with you. The intent is going into the championship to have the greens prepped and ready to run at 11.5 to 12 on a daily basis. Now, our greens are extremely undulated. And, Tim, I know you've got experience out there, 11.5 to 12 with rough wow. at, at lengths of height of 3.5 to 5 inches is going to be mm. mightily scary. So if, if we can dry that golf course down the way that we want to dry that golf course down, meaning myself and the USJ, um, I think it's going to be one tough challenge for the best players in the world. Hmm. So yeah, any, I can't wait. Any guess on the scores you might see? I know that's probably a popular question that you get. Now, there's always going to be someone that's probably going to shoot a 65, 66, but not many people are going to do that. Sure. I, I like to believe, based on the results that we've seen in NCAA, uh, NCAA mm-hmm. events that we've hosted, which are some of the best college players in the world, that you know a four-day total is going to, going to end up underneath 10 under, for sure. So I believe it'll be low, but uh, meaning that it's not going to be much over par or much under par. But uh, you know what? If it's wet, these guys will throw darts at these pins. I mean, they're that good. So we have extremely small greens, but they don't defend themselves well when, it, when they're wet. Nothing does. Hmm. So I think that's the key to everything. If we have an average June where we're able to control the moisture, and obviously May has not been average, um, I think that we're going to be a great test, and it'll be a challenge. Um, I think if it is wet, that the USGA is going to have their work cut out to try to control things. So, because we got big what landing about the areas. Length, what about the length of the course? Will they play the tips all the way back, or will they mix it up? They're going to mix it up. Um, they're definitely going to mix it up. the The numbers that I'm seeing is going to be between 6,800 and 6,900. You know, we've got just over 7,000 there. Um, I don't know that they'll ever utilize all 7,000. We've never utilized all 7,000 for anything, including an NCAA event, because the golf course plays extremely difficult around the greens. So right. the, the issue isn't the landing areas. Um, it's, it's if the greens are good and firm, um, where they have the potential to run the ball up, you know, fairways and whatnot, they might lengthen it out a little bit more. Mm. Right. But uh, if it's wet, I wouldn't be surprised that it's in that 6,800-yard range, and then hopefully uh, the pins are – in position where we can kind of uh, control the scoring a little bit. Um, Because the reality is they want to put on a great championship. They want to challenge them. But at the same time, um, they don't, you know, they don't want to make it over the top. And that was the comment that uh, has been said to me. One minute left, maybe tough to answer in that amount of time. The core Crenshaw architecture of Warren with the USGA coming in, I'm assuming they have such a past history, it was an easy relationship working at this golf course together. I think so, too. You know, uh, this is, I believe, the first core Crenshaw that's actually hosted a major that they've designed. They've did the rework on number two. But I think that uh, their popularity right now and the fact that uh, the USGA and them are on the same page about uh, the way that you mm-hmm. should take care of a golf course these days, I think it was a pretty easy sell to want to come to a core Crenshaw facility for a senior open. Wow. Well, Matt, thank you for all the great work you do at Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame, and it will be on display for a national TV audience coming up very soon, June 27th through the 30th, the U.S. Senior Open, coming to Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame. So thank you for all you do, and thank you for spending some time with us this week on the Golf Show. And I know you're going to be pretty busy championship week, but maybe you can stop by and say hey, and we'll get an update on how things are going. I think we'll try to do that. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Matt, thank you so much. We'll take a quick timeout. And coming up next, Tim will tell you what's coming up at Blackthorn as the Corona Premier Golf Show continues on WSBT. 
We wrap up the Corona Premier Golf Show by asking Tim Firestone what's coming up at Blackthorn, Signal Point, or anything else that's happening in his world. Well, like we said, we have the LPGA next week at Blackthorn. A lot of different uh, cool events you can get involved with. Um, and then, obviously, with the course being closed, we've got Signal Point, open tee times. Uh, you can call it Blackthorn 232 Golf uh, to make your tee times up there as well. So maybe uh, take the opportunity to go check out a hidden gem up there in Niles with Signal Point. Very good. Hey, Tim, as always, greatly appreciate your time. Have a wonderful week with the Symmetra Tour, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Darren. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn and Signal Point. Our thanks to Matt Sealand, superintendent at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, for joining us. We thank you for being a part of our Saturday. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, South Bend, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.